Growth is the only way to unlock your true greatness, not only to yourself, but to the world. I'm your host, Candace Lamb, and I'm here to encourage you to explore the possibilities of your best life, what it looks like, and what it takes to get there. I've gathered successful leaders all around the globe to ask the questions we all wanna know about business, wealth, health, and relationships. So settle in. You're listening to the Growth and Greatness Podcast. Welcome to the Growth and Greatness Podcast. I am your host, Candace Lamb, and I am thrilled to be coming to you all tonight. Uh, we have an amazing show uh, for your viewing pleasure. Uh, for those of you who do not know, um, this is a new venture for me. And the reason why um, we even decided to do this is because I believe that greatness is on the inside of all of us. And the only way to tap into it is by our growth. The only way to unlock your greatness is through growth. Um, I think a lot of times we try to go a lot of different ways because um, life implies that there are a lot of different ways to it, but that is not the case. Growth is the only way to unlock your potential. And so tonight, that is what we are going to be talking about. And every episode moving forward, we are going to be talking about growth and how to level up in your life. I've had the privilege of talking to coaches from all over the world, amazing professionals who have learned the secret of success in their respective areas. And I am thrilled to be able to bring those conversations to you so that you can be a part of them as well. My very, very special guest tonight is Dr. Jeff Williams. He is the creator of a program called The Awe-Inspired Life. He is also um, an ordained minister and pastor and um, an Ivy League graduate, a twice Ivy League graduate. He's a doctor. He has so much wisdom to offer to this conversation tonight. And he is really um, a catalyst for the reason why we're even talking about what we're discussing tonight, which is relationships. Uh, not too long ago, I watched a live that he produced on LinkedIn, and it was talking about uh, builders and killers, 10 kinds of relationships that impact your destiny. And I think I'm messing up that, that subtitle. But don't be dismayed because you will actually have access to that very teaching later on in the, in the podcast tonight. So without further ado, I would like everybody to help me welcome my guest, Dr. Jeff Williams. How are you tonight? I'm excellent, excellent, Candice. I'm so glad to not only see you, but be part of this uh, Growth and Greatness podcast. What a fantastic idea. Really, truly, truly. I'm honored to be here with you. Well, I'm happy to have you as well. Um, you know, I before we get too, too deep into um, what we're talking about, um, I wanted to ask you a question because there is something that you've created called the inspired life academy and yeah. um, I thought that that's that's a unique uh, title for a product and and for an academy so um, what where, where do you feel like your efforts are are leaning tonight or just leaning in general um, in terms of serving people that way 
Well, the All Inspired Life Academy really is a collection of um, really decades of information, revelation, and experience. I have found that, to your point earlier, that there's greatness in all of us. But unless you change your mind, you really can't change your life. And so the All Inspired Life Academy is the ultimate mind shift system that enables people to move from being stuck and unfulfilled to being creative and really start living their best life. It's 100% digital, which means that you can download everything that happens. I work with folks on a one-on-one basis in uh, most of the programs. There's over 100 hours of content, 95 different videos, 20 different courses. It changes your life from where you are now to actually where you believe you should be. And so this really came out of the need of seeing so many people living well below their potential and uh, wanting to produce something out there. Now, Candace, I have over 1,500 students who have been mentored through my my coaching programs and material that I've produced from 38 different countries, no less. And so this is not something that we kind of just made up. This is um, really some deep, heavy stuff that can help a person really get where they need to be in life. I was privileged to hear one of your talks on relationships not long ago, and I'm telling you, the nuggets that you were dropping in that teaching were so critical to just well-being and development, and I thought, man, we definitely need to have this conversation on a broader scale. So I'm super happy to jump into that. I do want to ask one other question, though. This awe-inspired life product, is this an actual coaching thing that you are coaching everybody that's signing? up or is this just content that that people are ingesting well there's three three different tiers now if a person really wants kind of a a whole lot of one-on-one work we we do that it's a 12-month program by the way right so there's a whole lot of one-on-one working where we get into your life all the way down to the third tier, which has um, more content that you can just, you can go through and work at your own pace. So it varies, depends on how hungry a person is for change, how immediate um, there is uh, immediacy within inside themselves, you know, for change. Yeah, but I believe everybody, uh, to, again, again, this podcast is phenomenal because I believe every single person needs to be coached, mentored, and, and helped along the way. And w- whether we believe it or not, that's happening already. In some cases on a negative, but, but everybody needs to be intentional about having somebody in their life who can actually help them grow and develop. You cannot do it by yourself. I agree with that. And that's an interesting concept. And I'm not even going to go, I'm not going to jump into the conversation at that point. We're going to circle back around to that. So tonight, for those of you who are just joining us, we are talking about relationships. We're talking about the kinds of relationships that you need to cut off and why. And really, that's just a touch of the full scope of what we'll be discussing tonight. But the reason why we even started talking about relationships really is because recently I've been seeing so many people talking about having to purge their friends. I know people who do this regularly um, where they're Mm -hmm. like, you know what? I got to, you know, I got to clear out my phone or I got to clear out Facebook. I got to, you know, let some people go. 
And I even think that we do a lot of talking about this within the church, you know, letting people go, you know, everybody that starts with you can't end with you, this kind of thing. And so I think because it's such a, um, a topic that we discuss so frequently, I think it would behoove us to be able to do it well. Um, for those of, I think one of the questions that I, I've always had is for people who are doing this regularly, my question is, why do you have so many trash friends and why do they keep coming back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hello, hello. Why, do you keep, why do you keep having to do that? <laughs> Every other day, you know. Right. So, so, Dr. Williams, can you talk to, talk a little bit about, um, you know, the the study that you did on relationships and talk a little bit about some of the relationships that are, or the telltale signs of relationships that need to be cut or at least assessed? Well, um, it, it, the word relationship as, as a whole um, sometimes strikes fear in people's hearts, you know, depending on their experiences, post-traumatic issues, of, of course. But the fact of the matter is either a person in your life is, is a weight or they are a life preserver. Hmm. Either they're holding you down and holding you back, or they're actually holding you up and helping you move forward in in your world and in your in your life. And so I found that, and I worked hard to kind of condense it down just to ten types of relationships: five you need to get rid of, and five you need to really cherish. Um, that we need to take a look at ourselves. You see, because where you are, where I am in my life is a result of, in part, who we are connected to, who we are connected to and who's connected to us. Hmm. No one, again, no one is out here doing their own thing by themselves. Even if you think you are, you have been discipled, you have been mentored, you have been coached by something or somebody. It could be through, through a television set, it could be on a social media uh, platform, you're connected to somebody. And so what I found out though, is that there are certain relationships that we need to make sure are in our life and some that are not. Now I'll tell you, I'll tell you two, two quick stories, uh, Candace, if you don't mind. One was going back many years ago, I was an athlete. I, won't, I was an athlete. I'm not sure what I am now, but I'm, I'm fit. I'll say that. I got in contact with a gentleman who was a professional soccer player. And because of that relationship, 90 days, no less, I went from being a nondescript, non-recognized soccer player athlete to being an All-American soccer player and did that for two years in a row. That was because of a relationship with somebody who said these words to me, Candace. He said, I will train you when I'm not traveling. He played for a New York soccer team. I will train you when I'm not traveling, but you must do exactly what I tell you to do. And being young and hungry, I said, yes. And boy, was that a whole lot of work. But what a difference it made. What a difference it made, right? And so that was a really profound, profound thing that really happened, you know, in my life. And another story, and we can unpack this down the road if you'd like, was a gentleman that I really considered a great friend. And he owned a coffee shop. And I got this specialized chai tea there every Sunday morning on my way to church. 
it was such an important drink for me. People would buy me gift certificates of it. They bought me machines that could make it myself. And this guy was just my friend. And every day, you know, I was at his mom's funeral. We were just close and tight. And one day in this particular coffee shop, I had my Harvard hat on and I had a Harvard sweatshirt on. I was going up to to, to Cambridge where Harvard is for, for some reason. And somebody in his restaurant made a racial comment such as don't tell me another black man went to Harvard in reference to President Obama. Don't, don't, don't tell me another affirmative action admittee, right? And I'm at the counter, Candace, and I'm at the counter getting my chai and I'm looking at my, the owner, my friend, and he didn't say anything. He let these guys say what they wanted to say. They were older gentlemen. So, you know, I got some home training. So, and I'm still saved. Um, and I got out of there and I'm still going to heaven. But I had to respond to that. But because my friend didn't stand up for me in that moment in time, I cut the relationship off. Now, here's the problem with that. The problem is I assumed he heard everything. I assumed he didn't stand up for me afterwards, right? And for 12 years, Kevs, I would not go back into that coffee shop for 12 years. And this is a man that during a very difficult period of my life uh, loaned me some money. And I paid him back like most of the money. But because he offended me and I got hurt in that situation, I'm not paying him the rest of his money. <laughs> you know, I paid, right? got that man's but, money. Right. That's for 12 years, right? 12 years. 12 years. And so recently, I just got to tell on myself, recently, I just kept going over and over again. And I said, you know what? I am not going another day, not, not as busy as I am, another day without paying this man his money. And I went there and talked to him. He had tears in his eyes. I had tears in my eyes because it was a great relationship worth fighting for that really got out of hand because of a misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. He did own up to the fact that he should have done something then. He didn't quite hear everything. But see, the key is, you know, you got to know which relationship to hold, which relationship to fold. Some are worth fighting for, some are worth fighting to get free from. You got to know the difference. That is a great listen. Somebody put that in the chat. Some relationships are <laughs> worth fighting for, and some are worth fighting to get free from. Yes, ma'am. I love the yes, fact that you brought that up because I think that being able to preserve relationships and manage good relationships is a skill set. And if yeah. you are not taught that skill set, you are a cutter offer. <laughs> Everything is cut off. You know what I mean? But not everything warrants cutting somebody off. Some things just warrant an uncomfortable conversation. Some things just warrant you to let it go. Like, just to let it go. It doesn't even require a deep conversation. Giving somebody the benefit of the doubt. I appreciate you for sharing that story because, you know, my history unfortunately was I was one that I, I walk away from a relationship in a heartbeat. What? 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 Okay. Cause I listen, I don't need it. <laughs> That's what, that was my motto. I just, I felt like I didn't need the hassle. I didn't need the trouble. And I walked away from many a relationship, but that no, was partly no. because I did not realize the value of relationships. And I want to bring back something else that you mentioned because you said that 
if you're going to go anywhere in life, you've got to have people around you, people that are going to pour into you. People are going to um, either uplift you or in a good way, hold you down, hold you accountable, be able to to support you throughout life. And unfortunately, I think that the, the, in this modern age, we do not value relationships enough. Yeah. We either have relationships with family that are like, you know, I don't even know. Sometimes it feels like, you know, they're either super, super great or they're just awful. And either people are completely walking away or they're just miserable within the relationships because they don't know how to exercise a skill set to have healthy boundaries within those relationships. So what would you say to the person who's like, okay, I realize I have a tendency to cut people off, but I'm, I'm ready to grow in that area. What would you say are some things that they, they need to maybe address or some steps that they could take to, to grow in that particular area. Number two, <laughs> two <laughs> the question is that a, a good relationship could be helpful in helping you understand what's really going on with you. Mm-hmm. But the first, the first thing that I would recommend is that a person really take a good, honest look at themselves. Why am I in these toxic, unproductive relationships? What is it? that's in me that's causing these these relationships why do i make these choices right so we really have to turn that mirror on oneself right that's true my beautiful and dutiful wife uh is extremely much more handy than i am and installed uh, a mirror in the bathroom that does that magnifies you know it's like a like a makeup kind of mirror thing so one day and i use it one time in like five years one day I decided to use that thing. It was a scary deal. You hear me? Right? Right? Because that thing, that mirror turns on me. I'm like, oh my God, please tell me this is not true. This was always there? Yeah, right, right, right. It's like it's like a <laughs> carnival mirror. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh my God, please don't tell me I really like that in real life. Right? And so first thing a person has to do is really take good inventory. Like mm-hmm. really ask themselves, what's up with me about that, right? Mm-hmm. And the second thing is, and if you do have a person who's willing to be honest with you, have them tell you really what they see yep, and why you are like this, right? And that's one of the things that, that I appreciate about my wife and my marriage is that we get to that point where, you know, she, she finds the w- ways in which to let me know, right? There's a way in which you got to do it, but there's a way to let me know, hey, you know what, this, you know, you're still dealing with this issue that happened in your childhood and you have projected it onto this, on these relationships, mm-hmm. right? So you become a constant victim of situations. So I would offer that. I was going to, I was just going to um, say to, to your point that when you are assessing yourself within, you know, the context of your relationships, don't always come, don't always look at yourself through the lens of what people are doing to you. I think that if you're going to be bal- a balanced individual, you've got to take full stock of what you are also contributing within the relationships. Um, a wise person once told me that we judge ourselves on our intentions and we judge other people on results. Wow. Wow. So 
I need to you take know. a nap on that. <laughs> right. So it's like, well, I didn't mean to be hurtful to you. I didn't mean to be rude. I didn't mean to be offensive. But when that thing is coming back to us, I don't want to hear what you meant. <laughs> I'm not interested. Right. You hurt my feelings right. and that's that. <laughs> that's Where right. my scissors at? <laughs> I'm cutting you off. <laughs> so it really is. Right. It really does require a mature approach to say, okay, listen, I know that I'm not always right. And I think sometimes, you know, I'm going to just say it like this. I've had people in my life who say those words, but in their heart, they don't really mean it. Right. I'm going to say, listen, we all make mistakes so that you can get credit for saying the phrase, but not really because you believe that you're a person who makes mistakes. Right. Right. right so right, it's not right. until you get to that place where you're like, I realize that I'm not walking through life, not causing pain to people. And sometimes wow. the pain that I'm feeling is maybe just harvest on seeds that I've sown. Oh, my. Oh, my. Wow. Wow. I'm, I might just hang up right now. Wow. It, it, that's powerful. Listen, those who are watching and listening, that'll change your life right there. That statement by Miss Candace, that'll change your life right there. When you really take a look at it, say, hey, what, how am I contributing to this party? How have I contributed over the years? Absolutely. And it's not to beat yourself up, but it is about having balanced scales. It is about realizing yeah. that life is a give and take in every direction. And we have got to realize our own humanity and our own ability or inability to, to do everything the right ways, to say everything the right way, to execute our intentions the right way. We've got to realize that we fall short of that. And that means that people get hurt in the process. That means people don't understand us in the process. Um, you know, if I if I could add this, um, don't mean to interrupt you, but if I could if I could no, add this ahead. before I don't I don't want to forget it is, in addition to introspection, in addition to having somebody else really kind of mirror some things back at you, I would offer this that we have to learn to forgive people for not being more mm, more of what do we need what, forgive and that, that I promise you, my friend, this it has saved my life. Forgiving people for not being more. You giving know, people the benefit of the doubt on some stuff like, like hey you know keep it moving that is really such good a good 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 um statement that you made because there are some people that genuinely do care for you care for us they care for whoever they're in relationship with and they also genuinely do not have the capacity to love you beyond their limitations there are people that are broken. You know, I've had people in my life that were very, very close to me. And the way that they loved me was the way that they loved everybody. It wasn't like yeah. they were doing me a dessert. You know what I mean? It wasn't like they loved yeah. everybody super, super great. And then when it came to me, it was like, mm -mm -mm. no, the way that they loved me was the way that they loved everybody. And it just so happened that the way that they loved me didn't always make me feel great. No, no. But when I was able to take a step back and assess that, then I could say, okay, I realize that you're loving me the best that you can. And now I can navigate that relationship in a way where I am not burdening you with all of these expectations that you can't possibly meet. Wow. Wow. That, that, that's, that's, I mean, that, that's life changing right there. Because people, I mean, I mean we, even ourselves, you know, there's certain 
areas we're just not equipped yet to be able to navigate and negotiate in a relationship as much as we like to try you know we're just not there that's those skill sets as you mentioned earlier have been quite acquired or developed uh to the degree that they need to be the other thing I was going to ask you is what are some of the, the metrics that you're using when you are assessing relationships after you've, you're like, okay, I'm growing, I'm realizing that, you know, I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea intentionally, right? I'm not walking around trying to be a jerk to anybody, but I realize that some <laughs> relationships are just not going to work. But, right, but right, now right. that I've realized that, and I'm going out of my way to be the, the kind of friend that I want to have, how then can I assess? if these relationships are worth keeping or or letting go? There's a few things I'd offer on that. One is the fact that if a relationship does not enhance your faith, bring you closer to your family, help you fulfill your purpose for being on the planet, hmm. it's probably not a relationship you want to have very close connection to. So if it doesn't bring you closer to your faith, your family, and your purpose, you probably want to consider this is not the best thing for me. That doesn't mean you know you you're stuck up and you don't talk to anybody, but your 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 close five people they need to be helping you build your faith, close to your family, your relationships, and as it relates to your purpose for being on the earth, it needs to really contribute in that area. If we'll just do that, that already starts sifting certain relationships right away. You know. So. I'm glad that you said that because I think that there's a large percentage of people who may be listening and watching tonight who still feel like they are in their journey. They're trying to figure out what their purpose is and they yeah. are relating with people in the meantime. And so, you know, what are some things like you may have somebody that's like, I'm not entirely sure, but here I am and I'm caught up in these relationships and I'm still trying to figure it out. So what advice do you have for them? In terms of purpose or just in terms of helping identify those relationships that are really not um, helpful and those that might be help more helpful? Yep. The latter part? It's, yep. Yeah. 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 Um, well, first of all, and this goes, this ties into the, the, the webinar I did talking about builders and killers. Um, one of the things you need to look for is, is this person a coward? And what I mean by that is, are they a coward in your life? Are they unwilling to live the truth and tell you the truth? There's a certain things you can tell a person does not have a good friend in their life because they let them wear that outside. You know what I'm saying? You know? <laughs> That does not look good on you. You know what I'm saying? Just because I made it in my size don't mean I need to put it on. You know, <laughs> my age and stage is certain things I just don't need to be wearing. In the, in the church, they remember that, right? So, so you, you, I mean, you know, you got you got a bunch of cowards in your life that go along to get along, and everything you do is good to go, and or or do you got to you got to put that in check? Another person you got to look out for in your life are what I call crazy makers. Crazy makers are people that don't have any traceable growth in their own life, and they go from one bad thing to another, one bad decision to another. They're always in your pocket, always moving on your time, and always, and I mean always, coming to you with drama. That person might be a ministry project, but that person with whom you need to have a close relationship with. You don't get advice from a crazy man, right? I didn't say they're crazy. They just make things crazy. Hmm. They show up and it's, it's, it's madness. 
right? Everybody's got folks like that. Family, others, you got it, you got it, you got it. That's a crazy maker. I don't have time for that today, right? You, you, have, you have to be willing to stand up on that. If you don't have any crazy makers in your life, you might just be the crazy maker yourself. Well, so just want to take a look at that. Michael Jackson said, look at the start with the man in the mirror. The man in the mirror. Lord, you might be you might be it. You, you might just you be. might be it. Mm-hmm. Um the next one is a person that is a covert supporter. They don't own you in public. You know, you're doing this podcast, right? You know what I mean? And they're not really they're not sharing sharing the link. You know what I mean? They support you, but they don't, you know, they want to support you so that you know that hey, I'm you know, I'm with you, but that's really not very genuine. You need people that are going to be who listen. And this this is my girl. This is you know. I, I, this is my ride or die. This is my. If you're gonna have that kind of relationship, mm-hmm. now you're gonna have those people who are on the fringes. But stop telling people that you're bestie and they don't own you. They don't claim you as their own. They're silent when other people are talking about you. Mm. I felt I felt that one myself. I felt mm, I, I felt feel some that. help on that. Feel that right? Another one is a chaotic partner. Doesn't represent who you are. And they're out of control. In other words, they're the person that, you know, when you when you were a kid, if you saw one friend, you saw the other usually, right? And they kind of mirrored one another. They kind of hung together. A chaotic partner is a person, you don't want them in your life, will kill your dream, by the way. They don't really represent who you are. Come on. They don't come with your same values. They don't come with your same convictions, moral convictions. You don't got to think like on 100%, but there's got to be a whole lot of agreement. If you're really going to be like this, super tight, we got be agreeing on 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 the, on the big stuff right you don't be part of a group of people that are are just you know because you want to be popular but they don't really represent who you are they're, yeah. they're, they're not caring caring really who you are you don't really want that i think that number one when you're dealing with those kinds of people those are the relationships that you're you tend to often feel like you have to make excuses for. Oh, well, you know, so-and-so. They're just, well, you know, they just, you know. Uh, well, they funny. Yeah, right. I love hanging because, you know, they make me laugh. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like they have this one good quality, and that is the quality that you 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 just hold in tight to. Like, they can't do much else, but they can tell a good joke. They can't do much else, but they can do this one thing. Um, I also find that, you know, sometimes those relationships can be birthed out of where, you know, maybe those that was a person that came through for you a while back, right? They did this thing for right, you. Right, and maybe right, you guys yeah. were, were, were walking in step at a, at a certain time in your life. And then, you know, time changed and you grew and you moved on, but they're still kind of holding that same place. Right, right. And so there's, there's, there's wow. tends to be a sense of obligation that keeps you there because of what the the nice or the the good thing that they did for you in the past. And so I think one of the things that we've got to be able to do, and I believe you shared this with me um, as we prepared, was that we've got to give ourselves permission. We've got to give ourselves permission to evolve. We've got to give ourselves permission to evolve within our relationships. Just because somebody bought us a sandwich 10 years ago doesn't necessarily mean that they get to hold that covetous spot of bestie in our lives. Um, they should, you know what I mean? Wow. It doesn't mean that they, they get the same kind of access to us wow. all the time. Again, not because we're trying to be jerks about it, but, it, but we've got to realize the purpose of relationships. Why are yeah. people in our lives? 
Right, right. That, that's powerful to know what what is what is the purpose of this relationship and to what extent. Certain people are they're you know good for a ride somewhere, but that's about it, right? And you for them, right? But knowing knowing what what's the level of that is, uh, I mean that's I mean that's powerful. I mean I believe that there are people watching Candace right now and and who will see this, whose lives will change because of that that statement. The idea of giving yourself permission to grow up, giving yourself permission to be great, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Without apology. Come on. You know what I mean? To be who you are without having to dim the lights. In Nelson Mandela's inaugural address in 1994, he said, your playing small does not serve the world. Mm-hmm. Who are you not to be great? Who are you not to be fabulous? He says. Yeah. Right? And, and many times we'll kind of put, we'll hit that mute button and we'll draw in shades of gray because we haven't given ourselves permission to be who we are. Yep. Right. Absolutely. And if we're going to grow and be great, you have to give yourself permission. Absolutely. To do that. And realize to too that relationships are such a large part of it. A lot of times we think that, well, I'm going to be great regardless because I'm over here doing the thing. And regardless if I've got people that are supporting me or people that are tearing me down, I'm going to be just fine because I'm over here doing the thing. But life is not about the things that we do. It is comprised. Our greatness is not only comprised of the things that we do, but it's also comprised of the relationships that we have, who is impacting us, who who, um, we are also impacting. And so... It's short-sighted to think that we could achieve a level of greatness without the context of quality and healthy relationships. It's also a ridiculous notion that we can maintain toxic relationships and and all of a sudden catapult into this this level of exception. <laughs> when you say it like that, it, it's 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 humorous, but that's the reality, right? Mm-hmm. Of many, of many, of where where I can speak for myself, where I've been, right? And in many cases, um, I could be further and fur- further and farther in my business, in my spiritual life, in other areas of my life, had I chose different relationships. You ain't lied. To connect, right? You ain't lied one time. And it's a choice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, or putting too much weight on somebody else to do for me what I need to do. So I had to grow up in some areas. And that means that you, sometimes you got to walk alone, but you're not by yourself. You've got to learn Absolutely. how to walk alone, not be by yourself, you know? Now, I know that I interrupted what, what? you because you were still talking about people, the kinds of people. So please, who who <laughs> no, else is on your about, Well, the, 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 the last person I'll bring up tonight is the complainer. When you've got a relationship whereby they are everything is negative everything is a complaint everything is is the glass is always half full mm-hmm. everything nothing is going to work those individuals maybe need more ministry if you will to use our vernacular but in reality they're not the individuals who are going to help you grow they're not going to be those individuals what is it about the complainer that hinders growth because I think that there are so many people who have this kind of relationship and they think that it's benign, like it doesn't have an impact, like, oh, that's just them, that's just whatever. But I'm curious to know your thought. What is it about the complainer that you feel inhibits growth and development? It feeds your fear. Mm. It feeds your subconscious fear. 
you're already questioning whether or not you, you you can win at whatever this is you're trying to do. And you get the planet comes around talking about all the other negative things. So you start to get that in the garden of your mind mm-hmm. and it feeds your own thoughts and your own fears anyway, your own sense of insecurity. It feeds your fear. It does not feed your faith. Mm-hmm. It does not give you courage. It sabotages you. It interjects things. And so, so there, there comes a time, and this is, you know, this is my personal thing. There comes a time when I had to intentionally and consciously keep negative people away from my space. I was too weak, too, too unsure, too insecure to, to entertain a negative thought, right? I have my own. I don't need yours. I'm not talking about words from an advisor and I'm talking about individuals who just kind of just throw up negativity from their own world, not even on my dream, but from their own world. I had to be around people who, who listen, we can, we can do this. Yeah. Right. And so it comes a time when, when, when you'll, when a person will need to walk alone, although not to be not, they won't be by themselves, but they'll have to walk alone for a little while in order to be healthy enough to handle some negativity. Right. And we're in such a negative world environment, man. It's, 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 it's toxic. Yeah. It, it will it will kill your dream. Yep. I love that you said that you've got to be able to assess where you are. Cause some relationships are not bad relationships because the people within the relationship are bad. Yeah. Sometimes the relationships are just bad because it's bad timing. Because yes. the ingredients at this particular season of life are just not compatible. And it really takes some deep thought and some real assessment to be able to make those types of those types of changes because they're nuanced, right? A lot of times um, we live our life on autopilot. These are the people that are closest to me. And so these are the people I'm in relationship with. I came here with my family, so they're there. And I went to school with these people and some stick and some don't. And it's like, whoever's right in front of me, it's almost like I'm walking blind, but whatever I'm touching as I'm moving, those, those are the relationships that I have. And we're not always necessarily thinking about ourselves, thinking about the life that we want to live. Like the life that we want to live is comprised of certain ingredients. People are those ingredients. And I don't mean to minimalize people in that way, but that is what relationships are meant to do. Relationships are meant to bolster the direction that your life is supposed to take. A lot of times we want our life to go in a particular direction and we want, we have these relationships and they are in direct opposition to what we're trying to do in our life. Yeah. Yeah. And it could just be as simple as believing in yourself. And sometimes the relationships that assault your, your, your confidence more than any are family relationships. Yeah, Yeah. 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 And so, so true. it 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 really, you know, I want to encourage somebody out there because I think there are there are some people who believe that because they're family, they have to subject themselves to poor behavior. Because it's my mother, because it's my father, because it's my siblings, because it's my grandparents, I've got to subject myself. And 
I just want to encourage you, listen, you may need to have a conversation that is uncomfortable, but you do not have to subject yourself to things that are going to kill the dreams that are on the inside of you. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. Your life powerful. is worth more than that. It's yeah. worth more than somebody else's comfort. It's worth more than somebody else's way of doing things that they've been doing for the past 60 years. Yeah. How would you like to chime in on that? <laughs> well, if we were in church, it'd be time for the altar call. That's what that would be. Right? We're not, we're not in church right now. This is the time. Bring everybody to the altar. <laughs> but uh, sadly, it's so it's so very true that that there were sometimes like people physically or relationally closest to us may not be serving us properly at this stage and phase of our lives. Mm -hmm. And there does come a time we may need to separate from that. I mean, I recognize this is not, you know, this is not sermon time, but the, the whole concept and theological understanding of for this reason shall a man leave his father and his mother. It's the idea that at some point in time, other relationships have to take precedent over previous relationships. And and until unless and until we realize what relationships we need to cleave to, mm -hmm. we will be unstable in other relationships as well. And so you have to really, I mean, get you get you a good Kleenex out and realize, you know what, at this stage and phase, this is what's best for me right now. Mm -hmm. We have to become healthy enough in order to do that. At this stage and phase, taking your phone call, showing up every day for Sunday dinner, this is not what's best for me right now. Mm -hmm. And there will be some hurt feelings in the process. But I'd rather have some temporary pain so I can have some growth in my life. Yep. Than to live um, emotionally disabled because I didn't want to have that moment of uncomfortable conversation. Right. And here's the thing. When you get ready to move, when you get ready to make strides of growth in those areas and your heart is in the right place, your heart is not to just cut people off for the sake of cutting people off, but it is to create space so that you can grow. It's to create space so that you can breathe, catch your breath, find your rhythm in life, find your voice, all of these things. This is why creating space in relationships is a good thing. I think a lot of yeah. times we we praise cutting people off too much without the, the deeper understanding as to the, what's the objective? Why are we yeah. creating space? Right? Yeah. yeah like yeah. you're not just going to start living your best life just because you cut somebody off. If you're not going to do the other work that's associated with growth. And that's, yeah. that's a lot of times what happens. We just cut people off, but our life isn't any better for it. I mean, we may not be stressed, but we're not growing because we're not doing the other work. So the objective of creating space in these relationships is so that you can grow, is so that you can assess where you are in your own growth journey in your life. Are you, Where are you in relation to where you're trying to go? When your heart is in the right place, people, you will find that relationships are more resilient than we give them credit for. 
I can put down a hard boundary in a relationship. If my heart is in the right place and I have communicated that in, um, in a fair way and in a loving way, odds are that relationship can rebound even in the most rigid with the most rigid people, because people just want to know, you know, that I love you. This is not you. This is me. This is just something I'm working on. They may not understand it, but they will come around once you create the boundary. Yeah. Some of the motivation, Candace, to your point, though, some of the motivation, let me, let me, let me make it personal. Some of my motivation for cutting people off was fear of getting hurt. So I was really dealing with relations based upon a wounded lens. Mm. That person either reminded me of something, of somebody in the past or did something that touched that thing that wasn't quite healed yet. So I cut them off. Though that relationship may have been really helpful to me had I learned at that stage to work it through. Mm -hmm. Right? Work it through. Because some things we call um, cutting off really is, is a matter of unforgiveness in harboring things and saying, well, I'm done with that person, right? So we take all that, whatever they did or didn't do, we take all that with us into our next relationship. And that's why your next relationship doesn't work. That's why your next marriage doesn't work. That's why your next relationship doesn't work. That's why, you know, your next opportunity fails. Why? Because you think somehow there's a conspiracy against you when in reality you're going from from one broken relationship to another because you never really worked through why that other relationship either was failing or needed to be adjusted. Mm -hmm. Right. I could speak of regarding other people at this stage and age. Right. <laughs> but I know I can talk about myself in that regard mm -hmm. because I point earlier, you know, I cut you off. and You don't even know you got cut off. <laughs> people are like, where's Jeff? <laughs> right. Out. You know what I mean? Out. Just out. Right. Mm -hmm. Or I'll keep doing for you what I think I need to do for you. Mm -hmm. But in my heart, I'm done. Mm -hmm. Right. That's not a healthy place to be. Because you will bring that into your next situation, next relationships. Right? I love that you said that. I love that you said that because sometimes we think that it's the cutting of the relationship, the cutting off of the relationship that is the problem and the solution, right? It's the the relationship is the problem, cutting off is the solution. But we still don't walk. We still don't leave those those um, interactions better off. As a matter of fact, we are deteriorating with every relationship. We are deteriorating. You know, I know that, you know, you're, you're a minister. I'm a minister as well. And a, a lot of conversations we have within the context of church are about forgiveness. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we deceive ourselves into thinking that we have forgiven people when really we've just moved on. We're avoiding them. Like you said, I'm doing what I need to do for you, but in my heart, I've, you know, I've cut you off, but I'm still cordial, you know, to the, to the, to the naked eye, nobody would know, but yeah. we are not able to level up in our life because there is that root of bitterness that only you and God know. You messing up now, Candace, you messing up now. Cause that's, I mean, that's heavy. Truly, family, those that are watching, listening, I'm thoroughly enjoying being part of this podcast, and I like talking about my academy. 
But this is the this is the real stuff that will determine what your life looks like in the days, weeks, months, even years to come. It's dealing with really some unresolved stuff. Mm-hmm. And and the late Dr. Edwin Lewis Cole, who was the founder of the Men's Network, um, the late Dr. Edwin Lewis Cole said these words. He said, he said, how you leave is how you end. How you leave a job crazy? I don't care what they did. If you don't deal with that thing within yourself, you are bringing that into the next relationship. Period. Somebody say yikes. <laughs> How you leave is how you enter. Mm. And and so learning the art and discipline of forgiveness um, is not a wasted time. It's super necessary to do that so that you can be healthy for what you for your next, mm-hmm. whatever that is in life. You know? Yep. Be healthy, you know, healthy, healthy in that. Is there a difference between cutting off or redefining? I think there is. Mm-hmm. I think there is. I think there's a, some overlap or can be personally, but I do think there is. Certain relationships don't warrant complete dismissal. Okay. Some, however, may warrant, let's look at this relationship differently. I, I put too much into this relationship and that's really not the purpose of this relationship. You know, you're, you're, uh, uh, you're my mentor. You're not my, my boo. You know what I mean? Kind of thing, right? Right? You're 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 my friend, but you're not the guy who's supposed to be paying my mortgage. Right? And so learning to to redefine those things. But I will say this again, not knowing who I don't know who put it in the chat. I don't I don't see that on my end. But you do want to be careful in in discerning the difference that you are not just trying to compromise and keep a relationship closer to you that you know you need to absolutely leave, right? So you do need to be concerned about that. But I do think there can there can be a difference between leaving a relationship or cutting it off and and redefining it. I think, I, I love that you said that. And the fact of the matter is, I, I completely agree with you. Cutting off and redefining, those are two, those are two really um, beneficial courses of action when used appropriately. However, sometimes we cut off when we need to redefine. Right. right. How about sometimes that? we redefine when we need to cut off. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes we have cut them off, but we call it redefining. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> we really are so sophisticated. Listen, <laughs> we are so sophisticated as human beings. We know how to rationalize That's our so behavior. True. We know how to put it in the most beautiful of terms. Okay. But the fact of the matter is, you know, what's going on inside. You know what's going on in your heart. You know if the thought of that person brings you joy or brings you angst. You know if you're like, well, they don't bring me angst, but I do instinctually just want to look in the other direction. Listen, whatever words you choose to use, whatever words you choose to use, because we'll be like, no, it's not like that. It's not like this. If you cannot hug that person with the same love that you would hug your best friend, 
we probably need to do some digging in that area. Yeah, wow, wow. That's serious, sister. So, you know, I mean, that, I mean, I mean, this, this, this piece on relationships is so super, super critical. And, and what we're talking about really from those platonic relationships to things that are of a deeper nature, to business relationships, to relationships with our churches and so on and other organizations, uh, these principles that you're talking about really apply across the board. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. There's a joy um, factor. Uh, my last comment. There's a joy. No, no, no. Go ahead. Your, your, your level of joy, your personal level of joy is often tied to how you're managing your relationships. If you if you if you don't have any joy in your life, it's there's a very good chance that you've got a bunch of toxicity around you and, and in you. But the more I go through that list of making sure I'm healthy based upon certain relationships, mm-hmm. the more joy I have. Hmm. Right? I'm not avoiding certain places because I'm going to run into that person kind yep. of stuff. You know what I mean? Um, but learning how to be free, be free in my heart and, you know, learning to shift the mind, get my perspective right on certain things, you know. I can be noxious to my to my wife in the area of joy um, because the more I, I i i get healthy the happier i get and sometimes very early in the morning when i wake up which is usually very early i wake up singing the national anthem i mean i'm so happy you know getting on her nerves you know <laughs> after this day like oh have mercy what is wrong with this dude you know what i mean <laughs> I but yeah. I love that you I love that you said that because I don't know how how many of us really correlate relationships with our level of joy. A lot of times yeah. we are trying to achieve these things in spite of I want to be happy and I I don't want to factor in you know, the people in my life. I don't want to factor, but the fact of the matter is we are relational people. We are not meant to live life in a bubble. No man is an island. I don't know another, um, (laughs) I don't know another saying to say that we Mm -hmm. are not, we don't do life alone. And whether or not we give value to the relationships, they are impacting our life for the negative or the positive. So I encourage you to give appropriate weight and value to your relationships. Be intentional about them because the smallest changes in those areas may yield the biggest dividends in your life. Powerful. Wow. Well, I mean, I, I think I got healed myself. I, I didn't even know I needed it. That was that was powerful. No, really powerful. I think we're we're all on a journey together. I'm so grateful to have had you as my very very first guest, Dr. Williams. For those of you who have enjoyed this conversation, uh, we have a special gift for the listeners. If you go to my very new website, dun, 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 www.candislam.com um you will find a free download from Dr. Williams entitled Builders or Killers the 10 people who are determining 
your destiny. You will be able to see the full teaching on these types of people. I'm telling you, the teaching is phenomenal. You definitely, definitely do not want to miss it. You can go there, download it, and um, it'll be in a PDF so you can, you know, mark it up, write notes, cry over it. That's your business. Whatever you want to do, <laughs> get free. <laughs> get free and level up in your life. Anything else that you want to tell us about this, this academy before we get out of here, Dr. Williams? Well, just again, that um, everybody, and I mean everybody, needs um, coaching. Everybody needs personal investment in, in their life. And so I would encourage you to um, at least take a look at the All Inspired Life Academy. Um, read, read it through. I've got a, a short video there that tells a little bit of my story and um, you know, make a decision based upon that. But get support from somewhere, if not from me. Get support from somewhere because your destiny depends upon really who you're connected to. Last but not least, Candace, thank you so much for um, inviting me to be part of this inaugural podcast and broadcast. Um, I'm beyond honored to do that. Um, you are most certainly gifted and appointed to do this kind of work. And so um, make no mistake about it. Uh, this will be magnificent. It'll be huge. It will be large. It will be extremely, extremely, extremely popular. And so the, your books will come from this. A lot of other things will come from this. So I uh, look forward to seeing you uh, in, in future venues. Well, I received that word. Thank you so much for being a part um, of this conversation tonight. I don't know if anybody else needed it as much as me, but I am ready to grow in my life. And I think that for a long time, there, are, there have been topics that have been taboo. Um, we want uh, life to, to give us um, a good hand of cards. We want God to give us all of the best circumstances. And um, we don't always want to work through what we've been dealt. And I'm ready to do that. And part of that is me mastering relationships. And so thank you for this. Um, thank you again uh, for those of you who enjoyed this. Go to www.candislam.com to get the free download of this teaching. You will not regret it. Thank you everybody for watching and have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Growth and Greatness podcast. If you haven't yet, subscribe to make sure you never miss a new episode. And follow me on social media at Candice Lamb. That's C-A-N-D-I-C-E. L-A-M-B-E. To catch the replay of this live show, check out my channel, Rain Life Entertainment, on YouTube. That's R-E-I-G-N, Life Entertainment, on YouTube.